Chung. Bum 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 Hi. Hi. Welcome to Wine, Wine, and Once, a Once Upon a Time podcast. I'm Dee. And I'm Lo, and welcome to a bad time. Yeah. This is a podcast where we are re-watching episode by episode through Once Upon a Time for, I don't know, the 70 millionth time? Last time I checked, yeah. Like, some of the episodes it's 70 million, some of the episodes it's the second time I'm watching it. There are some we actively avoided all these years because we just it's don't like so them. true. But that being said, we're watching it so you don't have to. Obviously, we've seen this before. We will be spoiling things. It is an 11-year-old show at this point. It's 11! It's 11! It could yell its age at you right now if it wanted to. That's a horrifying concept. But if you are not interested in spoilers, go watch the show and come on back because we will have lots to say. Boy, do we have opinions. So many Opinions. So, we are very opinionated people. Incredibly opinionated on certain things. Yeah. And then there are other things I'm like, eh. <laughs> yeah. Blank stares at a wall. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And we share one brain cell. We do. Oh, we're keeping track of some stuff. Oh, yeah, we do that. We do that. I'm keeping track of... I, it's weird. I don't usually say this first, but this is true. we're here now. We um, I'm I'm keeping track of our family tree. It is the family tumbleweed, mm-hmm. as it is. I recognize that other people have done this work. I want to do it for myself. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> so and I'm keeping we're, track. We're charming, and so you get to hear us go through it. Yeah. So. I'm keeping track of the charming family tumbleweed, as it is. There are too many lines going in too many directions for me to rightfully call it a tree. And uh, I am also keeping track of all of the relationships on the show. Physical, romantic, otherwise. Ethereal. You know. I don't (laughs) don't know. I'm concerned that at some point I'm going to have to put the frickin' Virgin Mary on here somehow. That seems Amen. to be the route we're going at this point. Uh, so, yeah. It's a clusterfuck, which is why we call it the fuck fern. Yay! To keep with the foliage theme, I guess. Sure. Hooray! Uh, my lists are a little bit less horrific, thank gods. I don't know. Uh, I'm keeping... <laughs> Listen. Uh, one of them is a little bit upsetting. I, I would argue, too. How many... Okay, they're all disturbing in their own merit, I suppose, <laughs> based on the finality of which they're each presented to us in the canon of the show. Correct, uh, first yeah. First we have the town curses, which are the curses that affect our main cast primarily. Oftentimes others are also scooped in. I'm mm-hmm. also looking at how many times the show looks at me in the eyes and says, we're out of magic beans. And then says, oh, look, we found a magic bean." It's so much more than you would think. It happened so many times. Like, we're already at three. I don't know what to tell you guys. Like, three times already that they've said there are more magic beans. Except for this one that I just found. (laughs) I'm so tired. I'm so tired. (laughs) But 
not nearly as egregious as this last thing that I'm keeping track of, which is Emma Swan's superpower. In the show, she yeah. claims she has a superpower in which she can tell when someone is lying. And mm-hmm. I am out to see how many times it does not work. And how's that going for you? Well, for this season or the grand total? You pick. Dealer's choice. For Just, just for this season. Uh, granted, this season we weirdly did not get a lot of Emma, which is odd considering she is our main character. Uh, but there really are so is. many episodes she is not centric. because she, she is saviored. The town no longer needs savioring, so we don't know what to do with her as a show. So she's That's, tagging along everywhere and has only used her superpower seven times. The great news, it did fail six of those seven times. That's so many times. <laughs> I don't, like, I'm just, I'm, I'm baffled. And it uh-huh. would be one, I, again, I, I always say, it would be one thing. This is one of my catchphrases. Mm-hmm. It would be one thing if they had done it in the first season and been like, oh, wait, that's just it. having someone who can literally always tell when you're like, that's OP. We can't yeah. write good drama about it. And they kind of just like let it go and stopped mentioning Or had a it. comment of like, Emma, that's just intuition. Yeah. Or just don't mention it again. Yeah, just never talk about it again. Just it's retcon okay it. To admit your mistakes. Retcon it. Don't do anything. Just they let it go. They retcon every other damn thing in this show. They retcon goddamn Robin Hood. <laughs> do. But not. The, they are very insistent on the superpower because they don't know how to cleverly get Emma to know things that she shouldn't know, even though they could literally just say, "You have a good intuition." But it only works when they need Emma to know things that she shouldn't know otherwise. So. Superpower. So superpower. Whoops. Uh, How are you? I'm fine. (laughs) Good. I'm fine. I'm so tired right now. Oh, yeah. I I I don't know what to say. I mean, like, I'm chill. I'm glad to be here. We are JVben, my dudes. JVben, <laughs> and what an episode to JVeb through. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no. So like, the TLDR is we're both fine, and that's all we're gonna say on that. Yeah, it's wild. What else you is know. there to be said? We're but good. the important thing is, this is a very special episode because we yes. do not have wine. No, we no. do not. No, no, no. We are drinking gin and tonics. Woo! Because we are. I suppose emanating the one, the only, the scantily clad barfly Lacey as a treat. Yes, indeed. We are hanging out in a bar mentally and emotionally in our minds and in our hearts. I'm glad I'm not physically in a bar, honestly. I'm very glad I'm not physically in one right now. I think I would actually cry if I were in any bar except for Napa Rose. Oh, yep. Yep. I, I think yeah. that is genuinely the only bar I could go sit in right now and be like, I can okay. handle this. I can tolerate this. It's quiet. Mm-hmm. But it's not so nice. dark that I fall asleep. Like Carthay, who's like, would you like to take a nap? Uh-huh. Seven times? Oh, you're back. Sit in the same spot you were in before, bitch. Admit what you've done. And we did. 
And we sure did. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah. But yes. Oh, we're on social media. I yeah, guess. we sure are. Yeah. Yeah. We have, we're on Instagram. <laughs> our handle is wine, wine, and once alcohol comes first. And our Gmail is wine, wine, and once at gmail.com. Again, you drink, then you can complain properly like the adult you are. Exactly. Uh, so great. Let's cheers. And I guess we can dive into season two, episode 19. Yeah. Feel free to send us any thoughts, comments, emotions. Oh, yeah. Words. Just words in uh, general. Words of encouragement. Please encourage us. <laughs> I could use some encouragement right about now. I just want to feel something. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, the energy yeah. in this one's going to be weird. <laughs> yeah, cheers, motherfuckers. Cheers. Listen to my ice. Clinking with my ice cubes. Yeah, this isn't clinking. Yeah, There's no, no it's clink not. there. This is mm-hmm. too liquid. Okay. All right. So I am going to start with the Disney Plus summary as is tradition, but then I think we need to move into some story time because this episode has some weird surrounding lore in our hearts. And I feel like we cannot properly discuss this because I feel like if you're listening, you will not be in on the inside joke without the story. Yep. And exactly. I can't discuss this episode without saying things like it's a right. new so this, cat. This is among friends, so, you know, we're trusting you. Yeah, you're welcome to the inner circle, bitches. Yeah, welcome to... We're is that how you Is that how you greet people to the inner circle? I, so. I don't know. I've never had one. We've never, we've never had... This is the first time we're adding anyone to the inner circle. This is really weird. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I know, man. I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm really stressed out. Let's read the Disney Plus summary. That'll make us okay. feel better. <laughs> Season 2, episode 19, Lacey. Mr. Gold enlists the aid of David to help him try to jog Belle's now-cursed memories and get her to love him again. In the fairy tale land that was, Rumpelstiltskin forces Belle to accompany him on a hunt to kill a thief. This sounds like love to me, quite honestly. I mean, uh, if that's not a meet-cute, I don't know what is. (laughs) It does occur to me that both halves of this summary involve forcing in some way, like, to get oh, yeah. her to love him forces her to accompany him. Like, it's all yeah. very masculine coded. <laughs> like, if I were to put this, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to put this summary through one of those gender decoders and see how, <laughs> no, you can't copy and paste it. This is bullshit. I might do that later. It'll be on yeah. social media if I have it in me to type this out word for word. But I would guarantee it is so heavily masculinely co- coded. Yeah. Yeah. So. But by as far as summaries go, this is correct. However, it is odd to me that we are starting with information that we don't have at the beginning, which is Belle's now cursed memory. That is something that happens during the episode, and it's weird mm-hmm. that the summary would give that crucial piece away. Again, I th- I I think it's you're if you're looking for the one where Belle has cursed memories, you're gonna find this it. is the one where the Belle has cursed memories. Also, you can tell by the way it is, because it's named Lacey. Yeah. But, you know, that's a lot Uh, to ask of people. All right. Well, I think you should take a nice deep breath and take a sip. (laughs) I was going to say a drink. Take a nice deep breath breath too. Take a deep breath. Let it all in. Feel all those halogens in your skin. Great. Thanks, Legally Blonde. 
I love a Legally Blonde moment for us. So, welcome to The Circle. Welcome I to actually the circle. think, isn't that, isn't that a show called The Circle? Isn't that a there thing is on that? The Circle, yeah. yeah. Yeah, wow. This is not like that. You can keep your phones and your connections to the outside world mm-hmm. because, God, you're going to need it. But you can't see our faces, so I guess it is like The Circle. You know what? Welcome to The Circle, bitch. <laughs> We're going to be voting someone off the podcast tomorrow, so cast your votes. It's one of you. One of of the listeners. Ooh, I like it. We'll just block you from listening. It's fine. Okay, so Lacey. Lacey, Uh we've all been here for my rants on Bill, so I'm not going to... That's for later. That's fine. We'll get there. Lacey is different. Lacey is an icon. Lacey is a scantily black... I can't talk. (laughs) <laughs> a scantily clad bar fly <laughs> Lacey is a scantily clad bar fly who does what she wants and takes no fucks now we're gonna go back in time probably about a decade ago at this point like nine and a half years ago Mary Poppins was on tour and it was at the European <laughs> in San Francisco <laughs> this is all context that's important to know <laughs> What a way to open a story. <laughs> and us, you know, going to school nowhere near San Francisco thought, you know what we should do? Drive should, to San Francisco. We should drive to San Francisco. Uh-huh. And I love this because, like, there's more to the end. Like, the part of this that's related to the episode is so small and so minute, but it's important to me. Yeah. Uh, as you know, we love this show. We love this show a lot, and we like to talk about characters. So one of our nights when we were prepping for this trip, we were talking about how Lacey is great, and how we were inherently robbed of a moment between Lacey and Regina. Because those two, we think, would have would vibed. Would be besties! Besties! They Best would friends. both drink and complain and bitch about things. Especially if she was like, eh, gold's not my jam. They would have had a great time. They would have had the best time. And it, it turned into, this is this is the sad girl Regina era of the show. She's mm-hmm. sad girl. She is sad. Her going into a bar. This all comes back to the Orpheum in San Francisco, I promise. Don't worry, friends. <laughs> uh, we thought, you know, I just, we just think they'd be really good friends. And we, you know, we want them to have moments together. And in that sentence, we decided for this journey to San Francisco, we should Disney bound. We should, yeah. You might think we Disney bound as Mary Poppins characters, which we did later for the show. Don't worry. Obviously. This was just for the drive. This is just for the drive there. <laughs> just to drive we in a thought, car. Well, why don't we bound as Belle? As Belle? No, no, no. As no, no. Lacey and Regina. We sure did. And now how does one bound as Lacey and Regina, you might ask? Well, this was 2012. 2011? So it was easier. It was easier. I did have a blue sheer shirt that I wore like a lacy bandeau underneath. Mm-hmm. Had my hair up in a messy bun. Yep. Um, I tried to put on thick eyeliner. I didn't work very well, but I tried my best. And I had skinny jeans and little like booties. Yeah. My heels. Uh, so that's how I made that happen. And then for Regina, what, what did you ensemble? I had a nice little like business casual dress for the car ride. <laughs> With leather shoulders. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a vibe, let's be clear, but... Oh, it was great. For a Weird for a road ride. trip to San yeah. Francisco. 
Uh, And so we're driving, talking about all the interactions these two should have had. And I Uh was like, you know, we think Regina would be sad at a bar. Sad at a bar, and Lacey sits next to her. So you just decide that would be a thing that'd be happening. They'd be sitting together, sad. Well, Lacey's not sad. She is her own woman and proud of it. Yeah, but they'd just be, like, chilling, whatever, and they'd become friends. They'd become friends. And, and, And she would... But Lacey is not really, like, maternal. There is not a maternal bone in her body. She wouldn't know what to do with sad. So she would just, like, you know, Regina would be like, oh, I don't have my son. My love is dead. Things are awful. This is, like, a fucking disaster. Yeah. And Lacey would just be like, I don't know what to do. I, I got you this cat. And hand her a cat. I don't know where she got the cat, but it's very important. <laughs> she has the cat. Lacey. Lacey, Lacey has, has the cat. The cat. <laughs> in the story, Lacey says, has here, the cat. It's, here's, here's a cat. I can't do an Australian accent, but we'll pretend. Uh, close enough. And like, you're very sad. Here, you're yep. sad. Have a cat. Here's a cat. Oh, look, be like, it just barked because, of course, the cat is a puppy. What she has <laughs> is a puppy. <laughs> it's yeah, not a cat. So, and Lacey would look at her, look at the drink, look at the cat, and the cat, quote unquote, and go, it's a mutant cat. <laughs> and for some reason, we thought that was the funniest shit ever. And I it still has do lived to this for day. 10 years. That joke has and lived for so, 10 years. I swear to God. The fact is, we thought it was so funny that as we were zooming down the freeway, I lost track of how fast I was going <laughs> and got pulled over. <laughs> we got pulled over twice on that trip. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll both times escaped without we, tickets. That's great. Yeah, so no ticket. We get to San Francisco. We change into Mary Poppins gear. We decide to have our Mia Thermopolis day. We eat corn dogs that we don't like. Whatever. Go see Mary Poppins. We no, cry. I think it's really important to every, everyone. <laughs> everyone. I need everyone to understand. We had this whole day planned. We were like, we are going to have this Princess Diaries moment. We're going to go to the pier. We're going to eat corn dogs. We're going to like Doesn't say goodbye good. to trolley people. Yep. Go see Laughing Sal. Like, we're going to yep. do all of the little things we can do in the time we have before the show. And we're both, like, really committed to this. And, yeah. like, this whole day, I am just, like, sitting and we're we're going and we're going and we're going. And I'm like, yep, and I'm going to have to eat this corn dog because I just, mm-hmm. at the time, hated corn dogs. I hated sure. them. Hated them. Right. And I'm, like, sitting there like, but you know what? I'm going to do it for the bit because Commit for the bit. she's yep. into it. She's going to want Julie a corn did it. Dog. We could do it. I'm going to do it. And so we get these corn dogs. We sit down, we eat the corn dog, and both of us look at each other and go, hmm, not bad. And I don't even like corn dogs because neither fucking one of us likes corn dogs. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how committed to this bit we were. (laughs) Yes. Neither one of us was willing to be like, hey, what if I didn't eat a corn dog (laughs) and make the other one sad? Or like yeah. feel no, like no, oh we were no we can't so get corn dogs. We no. were deeply committed, so we eat our corn dog. We go see the show. We are driving back to college, and this time we're listening to Disney music to stay awake because at this point it's like one a.m. Yeah, almost two. again. We don't live close. We did not live close to San Francisco. No, and something in our brain said, you know what we can do? See a nighttime drive. show and then drive back from San Francisco in time for class on Monday. Correct. So that was what we chose to do. Um, and I do think maybe since it was a Sunday, the show was like at 7 or 6.30, like a little bit earlier. We, it was a little early. I think it was like 7 or 7.30. Yeah. 
as so opposed not to eight. Early. Let's be clear. But, no, we were out uh, by like so, ten, though I think. So, uh, once again, for the second time within 24 hours, I see sirens behind me. This time, not for speeding. No, no. I was, in fact, going too slow. We were the only <laughs> ones on the freeway. And he, the officer said, are you two drinking? And we said, no, sir, we're listening to Disney music. And he said, just get home safe. <laughs> Please just get home safe. <laughs> my God, get is... out of my face. Uh-huh. So, all that to say, uh, Lacey would give Regina a puppy and call it a cat. It's a mutant cat. And we were robbed of that. I think we were robbed of that friendship. I think we were robbed of a mutant cat. That too. I want to see a mutant cat. I want to see a mutant cat. Well, welcome to the inner circle. It really wasn't that exciting. (laughs) It's not that exciting. Really, it's just us not knowing how to drive and talking about (laughs) character interactions that didn't exist. We were just vocalizing fanfic that we were too lazy to write. (laughs) You know what we were doing? This podcast, but 10 years ago. Oh my god. (laughs) To be fair, we did conceptualize this many years ago and just didn't do anything about it. That's very true. It's very true. It's been it's been a minute. And now it looks reactionary because all the cool kids on TikTok are like, let's talk about this. I'm like, I've been talking about this in my head for 10 years, bitch. For 10 years. And it's a mutant cat. Fuck you. It's a mutant cat. I'm going to drink and then we can dive yeah. into this. My gin changes colors. It's fancy. Yeah, you got fancy gin. I do. Okay, 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 okay. This is season two, episode 19, Lacey, as mentioned. Uh Mm -hmm. It was directed by Milan Shalov. I'm sure I'm butchering that, but I don't know Russian. It looks like a very Russian last name, so I did my best. Mm -hmm. And he directed the episodes such as Skin Deep and An Apple is Red as Blood. And this episode is his last episode, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. So, really went off with a bang. Good for went him. Went out, <laughs> out uh, with a bang. Uh huh. The terrible news is that this episode was, in fact, written by Horowitz and Kitsis, the men of the hour, the men themselves. And boy, did it surprise me zero that this episode was both written and directed by men. Yeah, no. That's, that's, that's correct. That feels right yep. and proper. Yep. So as with most things, we are going to kick this off in Storybrooke. Mm-hmm. We're in Gold's shop and Emma and Neil and Mary Margaret, David and Gold are all celebrating Henry's birthday. We did stop and count the candles. There's at least 10, maybe an 11th hiding behind another candle, but it was a really mm-hmm. weird angle. Yeah, it was 10 or 11. In any case, he's not 12. No, he's certainly not 12. So when he said he was 11, uh, he was just skipping ahead to when his birthday is, I suppose. Well, he, if there's a, he, it, if he is 11, he's already screaming he's 11 and he wasn't 11 yet. Cause in the, this episode, well, they're just this, celebrating this, his birthday. Well, this is a dream. It, okay. But still <laughs> in the lore of the moment. In the lore of your heart. <laughs> Correct. It's a All lie right. and it's cheesy and delicious and lies. Well, then it's not like New York pizza. No, it's not at all. New, New York, York pizza, pizza doesn't lie. It's cheesy and delicious, but it <laughs> doesn't lie. This is like Chicago pizza. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a Venn diagram. It's a pizza Venn diagram. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pizza diagram. Yeah, exactly. A doogram, if you will. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. A doogram. Ha! Huh. I'm funny. I, it's a pun. I won't. You said if I will and I won't. Well, too fucking bad. It's a mutant cat. 
It's a mutant cat. So yes, it's Henry's birthday and Gold says, well, my boy, you can pick out a gift from the shop. That's my Scottish accent. I like it. You are global tonight. (laughs) Going global. Here's the thing. We're both exhausted and I think we might be a little punch drunk. (laughs) So tired. I can't wait for like 30 minutes from now when I take my melatonin to try to fall asleep. I get really, (laughs) real loopy. Don't get old. You have to take melatonin to sleep. I shan't. Thank you. So yes, Henry is is gifted the opportunity to pick anything out from the shop and he chooses a wand. And Gold says, oh, I'll show you how it works. And Henry is so excited and stares at him. And Gold lifts up the wand and turns him into a ceramic statue. Nightmare fuel. smashes. Yeah, as David no. yells out, "What are you doing? Why did you do that? That was why <laughs> did you do that?" Which is so <laughs> funny. That is actively so funny. Why, why did, did you, you do, do that? that? Not like stop or anything. Why did you do that? Like yeah, I'm not, not arguing. Oh, no. <laughs> just why? Yep, just wants to know why. And this is very horrific, but unfortunately, yes, unfortunately, because this means Henry is still, in fact, alive. This is just the dream that Gold had. This is just the dream in his heart that he wishes would come true. Do you think we might be mean to a child? (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. So he he wakes up. He's in his giant, weird, luxurious, gold and red designed bed. It's always bothered me that it's gold and red. I don't like it. Because it makes That's you all. think of golden red or you just don't like the colors golden red. <laughs> I don't like how many decorative pillows he have. And men can have decorative pillows. That's not it. But nothing about Mr. Gold tells me that this individual, would, he would have nice sheets, sure, would not have decorative pillows. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what bothers me about it, I think. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. That's it. It's a I'm sure there's cat. more, but I don't have it in me to try and <laughs> psychoanalyze that frustration. <laughs> it could yeah. be, we're going to do this now, that yellow uh-huh. is Bell's color and red is the enchanted rose, and so it just creates rage inside of me. <laughs> because he's laying in a bed that is symbolizing the colors that Bell wears, and uh-huh. it just feels a little bit too sensual for my liking. A little, little on the nose. A, a, or yeah, a hair. A little just bit. A hair. Just a little bit. Just a hair. We pan out, and Regina is talking to Gold, who's watching Henry and Neil play with wooden swords, because why wouldn't they? They're father and son. They're having a moment. Yeah, sure. And Regina laments that Henry has pushed her away for Neil, and is like, so answer me this. Why is my son hanging out with your son? Like, what? what yeah. is this? What's happening here? Oh, so no one told you? Yeah, you didn't get the birth announcement, I guess. <laughs> Henry is Neil's son. And Regina's not pleased with this information, as one might assume. No. No, she's quite she, pissed, in fact. She, yeah, and she's like, I don't believe you, because you are the one. She says, she says these words. You mean you didn't know? You're the one that procured Henry for me. Procuring. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't like the <laughs> procuring of babies from his baby room. 
Why does <laughs> why do we even have that baby room? Why does he even have that room? We just terrible. Don't. It's for babies, yeah. obviously. Mm-hmm. So Regina points out like everything he does is intentional. Everything. He knows everything. He has been the mat the the uh, what's it called? Marionette puppeteer master yeah. this entire time. He has been in control. What do you mean you didn't know? And Gold's like, I don't know, it's just fate. Just fate. I don't I like that we keep this is like the second time that we've made the argument like, nope, it's fate. Says the man that has the the hand eye trick. Well, and I don't like that. I I don't like that we keep mentioning fate, but that that never seems to like really be a thing. No, like I wish it was just one of the fairies, and her name was Fate, and that's really Blue's real name. Head candidate accepted. This is all Blue's fault. I accept this. (laughs) (laughs) It's a mutant cat name. And Regina rebuttals this comment on fate by saying well no one will accept you because you'll always have a dark heart neener 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 mm-hmm. she says that it's weird i you know what she's earned it she's earned a couple neener mm-hmm. neeners so she has so at any rate yeah gold once again goes to visit bill at the hospital even though she has you know said please don't do that mm-hmm. um, he shows up and she's like oh my god you're alive because if you recall the last time she spoke to him he was dying in New York and said, I love you, I'm dying. That's correct, yeah. And he never I mean, followed up on that. He just yeah. thought she could live with the fact that a, a guy died on the phone to her, maybe. Yeah. I mean, that's chill. It's not like she knew who he was. Surely that's not no. traumatizing. Not at all. He goes on to say that his feelings for her are real. And she says, well, I don't doubt it because, you know, I... No, I had a past, and I really do think that my past probably didn't include you, so hmm. I'm sure you do have real feelings. I just don't have them because I don't know who you are. And she then goes on to say, like, hey, I remember when I got shot that you healed me, and, you know, it seemed kind of magic and gold. It's like, no, no. You've been tired. You've been on drugs. I'm going to gaslight you as a treat. That's how much I love you, darling dearest. I will lie to you. I will gaslight the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she looks so defeated. I feel so bad for this girl in this moment. She's like, motherfucker liars. And I don't understand why he can't be honest with her. If she's of the curse, mm-hmm. she's of their world. Yep. He's going to try to get her memories back. Yeah. Is his plan just to be... And I guess I'll never tell her about magic. She'll just stay in a room. Well, I think that's probably his plan because that sounds like something <laughs> that, that Gold would like. So. You, you know what? I take it all back. You know. But they continue to talk and said that, you know, he needs her and she always brought the best out in, in him. And he's going to work on getting her memories back and get her discharged because being in this hospital room certainly isn't going to help things. So let's get you out of here, Belle. I'll take care of you. I'll be your caretaker. This has gone well for us in the past. A solid plan. Strange yeah. man who called me to say I love you. I'm dying. I'm going to go with him. That's and the that's guy who I'm gonna she go with. knows is lying to him because she knows what she saw. She knows right. what she saw. Like and it's weird that he's you lying tell. to her. Yeah. 
you can tell she's like, oh, as they're talking, she's hoping he's going to, to be finally honest, be the one like, who's like, yeah. Yes, you saw that. Mm-hmm. But, but he doesn't love her enough for honesty. Uh, no, I think he proves that time and time and time and time and time and time and time again. Uh-huh. Yep. We leave that upsetting hospital scene to go to the Enchanted Forest. And Belle is hysterically sobbing in herself, like the most ugly fake- Oh, so we leave from one upsetting scene of Belle upset to another upsetting scene of Belle upset. Great! It is the most disturbing cry, fake cry I've ever seen. It's wild. It's it's bad. And Rumble comes in and is like, hey, when I accepted this agreement, I did not think there'd be nearly this much crying about your family. I did not anticipate this. And she's like, you didn't let me say goodbye. And they have a whole back and forth bicker. And he's like, oh, here, take this pillow. And she's like, thank you. Maybe I'll be able to sleep now. And he goes, no, no, daddy. That's to muffle the crying. <laughs> First of all, I love I your accent. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> I love this. I, I, I love this bit. It's a lot happening. I, I love the dark one. I love spending time with him. He's insane. He's ridiculous. Uh-huh. He's everything out of his mouth is wild. And I just, uh-huh. I really appreciate spending time with him. Always. I hate spending time with gold because I love gold is just... nonsense. Yeah. Rumble is unhinged in a, in a fun way. Right. And I understand it. I get his motivations. He's mm-hmm. evil and takes glee in things. And yeah, he's, he's just great. Awesome. That gives it's me fantastic. so yeah. He can do whatever he wants forever because all he's gonna do is mess with people. <laughs> yeah, I know what to, I know what to expect of him. Yeah, so it's always a delight to see it because I'm like, oh, I know what's coming, and it. But it's always fun to find out what it is. How are you mm-hmm. going to mess with people this time? What you know, witty repartee do you have to share with us now? There's always something. Gold has no witty comebacks, and I think that's he really a true crime. Does it? I think that's why I don't like him. No, he's just an old, old man with a lot of money. <laughs> I have this vision for slapping this old, old man. <laughs> Callback! <laughs> so we leave the pillow scene, and oh no, a thief has broken into the dark castle. I think that's what it's called. The it dark is castle. called the dark castle. Fantastic. They put no effort into that. A thief breaks in and he's trying to steal a magic wand. And he aims his bow at Rumple. And apparently this arrow always finds its target, or so we are told. Yeah. Uh, because when Rumple tries to teleport out of the way, it still hits him in the chest. And he's like, fuck yeah, I'm going to get this this wand. I did it. But then Rumple starts giggling. And he's like, yeah, magic always comes with a price. And I'm your price i guess rumple is this man's price okay yeah terrible terrible news it's it's not good it's what it's Uh, not not great back in storybrook we just leave that that's all that is uh regina goes to visit bell in the hospital and bell's packing up her stuff and she introduces herself and bell's like oh gold's having me discharged and she's like (laughs) (laughs) I'm just loving this. I'm loving the accent. 
Dee tries to be a voice actor the episode. <laughs> yes, and I adore it. That's what we're doing here. And that he's going to help her remember who she is. And Regina is not happy about this. As you recall, she is very angry because Henry and Neil are related. Yep. That's, I mean, that makes me angry too. Mm -hmm. So she bends down and takes a matchbook out of her purse and magics it for the local bar. New location alert. We have a new location in Storybrooke. We have a bar. There's a new place to go. I'm I'm glad that's our like location number three. Uh huh. <laughs> it's really nice of us to have a third location. It's called the Rabbit Hole. Very exciting. But she hands this little matchbook over to Belle and says, "Oh, what's this? Is this yours?" And Belle's like, "No." And she's like, "Really? Look at it." And Belle begins to look at it. And apparently now Regina can implant cursed. Memories? Yep, that's uh, Regina has a lot of powers this episode that she can just kind of do suddenly and never again. Yeah. Cause as Belle looks, she goes, I, I remember who I am. And Regina's like, great, Gold will be really happy. And great. We leave that scene. We're at but we now go over to Tamara and Greg. Mm. And Greg has a map in front of him, and he has marked all the places he saw magic, and they're so excited. And horny, probably. I, I don't know. That just feels like their vibe, excited and horny. I mean, you know, <laughs> when they're not kidnapping and murdering. Yeah. And Greg says, go back to Neil so he does not get suspicious. And Tamara ignores this and is like, so what about your dad? And Greg says, well, I haven't found him, but I'm convinced he's there. But, you know, one thing at a time, gotta keep to our mission. And then Greg asks if the package has arrived. And it has, but she says she couldn't drive into town with it. And whatever it is, is stable and she'll bring it by later. Mysterious. Beautiful. Love that. David takes Mary, Margaret, and Emma to the magic bean field. The, you know, the field they've been growing all this time. <laughs> and... Emma doesn't quite understand the point of visiting. She's like, why are you guys being so secretive? I really need to think about what August tried to warn me about before he was turned back into a literal child. I'm really stressed out about it. And yeah, so you know, the, the attempted murderer on the loose. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But Sheriff Dad doesn't give daughter. a shit about the attempted murderer no. on the He's loose. He's like, eh, it's probably fine. Come through this magic barrier, daughter of mine. So they walk through, and it's revealed that the beans have grown. And Anton is there. Yay! And he says, hey, these aren't quite ready to be harvested yet, but as you can see, we're on our way there. For uh, those of you who no don't one... remember, Anton is the uh, giant. Little mermaid. Yeah, he, oh, yeah, he's the little mermaid, but he's he's the giant from Jack and right. the Beanstalk, and he's had the beans, beans. last time. The special beans. Yes. So Emma, no one told her about the beans. Right. No worries. So they catch her up to speed. Like, oh, right. Magic beans. Cora shrunk Anton. Um, we're hiding the beans. And Emma's like, oh, my God. You want to use the beans to go back home? And David's like, yeah, kind of. 
and she turns to Mary Margaret and is like, I thought you wanted to stay. And she's like, well, you see, my heart is blackened and I need to hide from my problems. So I kind of <laughs> want to go back now. I mean, that's not literally what she says, but that is basically what she says. Yeah. She's just like, well, things have changed. And fixing the land is a way of, you know, fixing her my heart, heart or something. Yep. And Emma points out, like, this world is her home, and they say it was the Enchanted Forest for all of 15 minutes, and maybe she'll get her happy ending there. I'm sorry, Emma has been there, and it was nothing but bad news. Right, she tried to shoot an ogre in the face, and it didn't go well, you'll recall. Yeah, yeah, and then someone fed her, like, the fantasy version of a turducken. That's so true. And someone ended up actually being Cora, and it was really weird. Yeah, yeah, you know. It's fine. It's normal Historically, Enchanted Forest has not been good to her. No. Historically, she's probably right to be a little wary. Uh Uh-huh. We go back to the hospital. Gold has arrived to, you know, get her discharged. But she's gone. Oh, no. he sees the matchbox. It's terrible. Bell. he sees the match. His his chipped cup. His chipped cup. (laughs) I think they're synonymous. I feel like that is I a think metaphor. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she is a chipped cup. Uh-huh. She, she sure is. But he sees the matchbook on her bed and decides to go to the rabbit hole to see if he can't find what happened to her. And he asks the bartender if he's seen Belle, and the bartender is like, Who the fuck is Belle? He's like Brunette voice an accent he won't soon forget. I don't know. I don't know. He explains her a little bit. He's like, yeah, I don't know about that, but certainly sounds like Lacey. As if she's just a regular yeah, and has been there for all of eternity. Been here. Mm-hmm. We pan out. We see Belle ordering shots and playing pool. And that's her. That's Lacey. And she has her hair all up in a messy bun. She's yeah, wearing she- a Lacey bandeau, a blue sheer shirt. Is the moment. She is as about as like on trend as you could be. The messy bun, the sheer office wear that has random Mm -hmm. cutouts. Mm -hmm. The the back is just open for your bra strap to be seen. The back of your bra is just part of it. That is part of it is you have to go buy a fancy bra so it can be seen. Mm -hmm. I get my bras from Target, so I could never own that shirt. My bras are like a decade old. They should be replaced. Replace your bras. Be better than I am. Yeah, do better than her. Not meant to last. <laughs> They're not meant to last that long. Do better than her. Help, uh-huh. help yourself. Help yourself. We are back. At- <laughs> we go back to the Enchanted Forest. And Belle is sweeping the floor in the dark castle while listening to the thief from earlier just screaming bloody murder from a, a off-camera room. You know. And Rumpel walks in wearing like one of those murderer aprons that you see in horror films when someone is probably a murderer and has a blood splattered apron. Yeah. Uh, It's like, you know, just it's usually like a a craftsman's apron, like a blacksmith would wear it or something. Yeah, but, you know, splattered in blood. (laughs) Normal things. (laughs) And so he comes out of this torture room and says, like, throws the bloody apron on the table and is like i need another clean one because this one is drenched in blood so i need yet another one this is implied this is like maybe his third or fourth apron yeah at the very least second he is specifically choosing to not clean it by the way because he has magic 
Oh, yeah, no, she's making her clean the blood. Uh-huh, he loves her. Anywho, yeah. anywho. That's how you show love. She is making yes. your love clean someone uh-huh. else's blood. Oh, yeah. So she asks why he's torturing the thief, and he says he's being punished for stealing from the Dark One. Mm-hmm. And I guess Rumble is planning to skin this man alive. Yeah, like, that's just a normal you guys thing. sit on that for a second. Yeah. This is, this is. He is going to skin <laughs> this man. He's going to flay him. He is. He is. That's his plan. That's his plan. Also, they have this, like, weird little, like, exchange where he's, like, he's, I'm going to skin him alive because everybody knows that's what happens when you steal from the Dark One. And she's, like. Uh, not everyone knows that. And he's like, they will when they find the body. <laughs> They're fucking gonna. <laughs> they fucked around. They're uh-huh. about to find out. Uh-huh. So he says this upsetting stuff and leaves. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Belle takes this moment to do what any sane person would do and let that prisoner escape so he's not skinned alive. Sure. And he's like, aren't you scared? And she's like, I'm not scared of a beast. And he's like, well, why don't you come with me? And she goes, no, I made a deal. I'll stay. I don't understand her. There's no (laughs) magic holding her there. No. Also, technically, I would argue there's an argument to be made that if you release this prisoner, you are now stealing from the Dark One. Uh Uh-huh. Because Uh he he had this person and you let him go. You are going to be the one ending up. Skinned alive. You're not careful. This is just a theory that will be tagged on later, but I think it's because already she is being turned on by his levels of pure evil. You know, I don't know that it's wrong. I don't, I, I, I don't disagree. You're going to sit here and tell me I'm wrong. I'm not, is the thing. (laughs) This is a horrible podcast because we never disagree with each other. (laughs) It's just like, yeah, Uh, that sounds right. Yeah, no, it's true. In Storybrooke, Gold goes to see Regina about what she did to Belle. Regina's just waiting in her office. She is ready. She is sitting. She knows he's going to come. She wants him to come. He's like, here. Come forth. Come come here. Come here. And Regina's like, oh, what do you mean? What did I do? Give her back her old memories? And he's like, no. Like, she didn't. Like, I, you, why'd you do this? He goes, oh, from the curse that you gave me? So really, this is your fault. Really, I just gave her the curse that you've already given to me to use. Yeah. Whoopsies. I I thought I was helping. (laughs) And Gold tells her to bring Bill back, but she says her old self is gone after crossing the town line. Like, that's what happens when you cross the town line. Bill's gone. Mm -hmm. All I could do was give her a cursed memory. You're welcome. And Gold says that any curse can be broken. We go to the Granny's Diner, and Granny gives David and Leroy ten bowls of chili without the beans because they've had their fill of beans lately. They are the most subtle dumbasses. Here's my question. Uh Uh-huh. You've had your fill of beans, right? Uh Uh-huh. You've been around beans a lot. You're you're sick of looking at beans. Why'd you order the chili? For the joke. For the bit. This is a corn dog situation. I'm sorry. Nothing about Granny tells me that's a woman that adheres to any substitutes to a dish. Oh, ab- 
absolutely not. <laughs> no, no, no. Isn't there a restaurant? Is it in Disney Springs or elsewhere where like the whole point is you go and they will just like. No, it's not Disney Springs. Maybe it's New York where like the intention is they are nasty. Like they will be like, they will make fun of you. They will yeah. label you. Yeah. They will serve you whatever the fuck they want. Like yeah. the whole point of it is to go and get roasted and humiliated. That's Granny's Diner. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they stole that concept from Granny. Uh-huh. <laughs> because I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah. The thought that she would be like, yeah, let me go make you a fresh pot of chili. So and that it would won't be have great, thank you. beans. And she also, would say, go fuck yourself. Right. I mean, and I'm no, I'm no expert because chili is not my thing. Right. Like I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not a huge chili person. But is not beans like a very strong part of a chili? Like I know yeah. you can take it out. I do. I I know you can make chili that does not have beans in it. Right. But is not most chili with beans? No. By and large, it's with beans. Okay. Just checking. So, why'd you order the chili if you don't want the beans? They're dumbasses. That's order a why. fucking burger. Right. And, and Granny recognizes this request is weird and is like, so what are you guys doing in the fields? And they're like, mm, landscaping. And Granny's like, yeah, you fucking liars. She but does that whole, like, she- it's so beautiful. She does, like, they narrow yeah. in on her face and she narrows her eyes. Like, you watch them yeah. get narrow. It's so funny. It's so good. She's buying none of their shit. Yeah. Uh, but she does not get to question this further because Mr. Gold comes in to talk to David. And... Gold at this point explains that Belle now believes that she is a scantily clad barfly. <laughs> and Gold asks David how he managed to win Mary Margaret's heart back when they both had false memories. But you know, David doesn't really want to help the dude who made his wife murder someone. Fair. Which I is think. weird because she Although. used her own free will to murder someone. That was her own specific choice. Right. I know. It's like I, I get where he's coming from. He gave her the idea, but also she chose to do it. She straight chose to murder. Let's be mm-hmm. clear. I don't, and again, I don't like how much we're just like, no, no, Mary Margaret had no agency in this. None. None at she, all. She couldn't have possibly just decided to let him right. die. Right. Or but she couldn't well, have possibly found a different thing to do. No. No. Uh, Gold is persistent, though, and says he'll owe him a favor which is not something that everyone gets mm-hmm. if he helps him. And David's mor- morals immediately go out the window. He's like, oh, fuck you, right. I want a, I want a favor. A favor? I want one. Give me one of those. And he says, all right, you want to know how we did this? Well, there I was, married. So I cheated on my wife. And that, ha- no, he doesn't say that. But that's, we know that's what happened. <laughs> we know that's what happened. <laughs> but he says, you know, even when we were cursed, we still had, you know, they still had a part of their former former self. So he just needs to show Belle the man that she fell in love with, which is weird. We've seen the man she fell in love with. And I, I hesitate to suggest I hesitate that anyone should see that man. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Oh, in the Enchanted Forest, Rumple is sharpening the tools he's going to use to skin the thief. Because, sure. You know, he's got to make it pretty. He's got to do a good job. Yeah. 
course. He could probably use magic, but he's old school. He, you know, craft isn't dead, folks. He delights in the carving. (laughs) This man is a psychopath. At any rate, if anyone else were behaving like this, Uh if anyone on any show was behaving like this, this is villain behavior. And not like your villain of the week behavior or your redeemable. This is no irredeemable villain behavior. So you know what we're going to do? Redeem that bitch. Redeem the bitch. (laughs) So he's sharpening his tools and Belle is sitting in the corner reading, just kind of watching. And he goes over to, you know, skin his thief. And he's very, very angry because his thief is gone. Oh no, where did his thief go? Oh no. My and thief. they have a whole argument. And he's like, why'd you let him go? And she's like, because they, all he did was steal. They, they go back and forth because she thinks that he was stealing for a good reason. And he's like, how the fuck could you possibly know? He wanted magic. That's all people ever want. It's not for a good cause. All magic comes with a price. You're an idiot. Yeah. You should read less. Uh-huh. He does say that. He says, <laughs> maybe we stop filling your your head with silly things. I don't... That, it's, it's basically Gaston's line. Oh, it's 100% Gaston. So start Gaston. getting ideas, thinking. Yeah, exactly. And then she says, Rumble, you're positively primeval. I wish she accent. had. I wish that she amazing. had. amazing. But no, no. No, no. We're not going to recognize that that's a very Gaston moment out of this man. No. But Rumpel decides that he's going to shoot an arrow through the thief's heart. And why the fuck not? To make things spicy, let's use his own bow. Sure. And then he's like, come along, Giselle. You're missing the main event. Oh, you went surrounded. (laughs) I am loving that. Jen and a show. Maybe it's the Jen. Maybe the Jen is doing something. I, I, you know, the Jen is is a thing. <laughs> so yes, her punishment is she's gonna help him clean up this mess, whatever that means. In Storybrook, a dude is hitting on Lacey while Mr. Gold watches, and she tells the guy, "Eh, I'm not your type," and. Gold goes like, oh, I'm going to beat this guy's ass. And David's like, whoa, whoa. We don't kill. That's not going to do it for her. Which is really funny. That's a surprise mouse control for later. Later. (laughs) The murder. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And they approach Lacey and she's like, oh, what the hell is that? Let's get some. Oh, shoot. What music does she want? Oh, I forget. I forget who she wants, but she's like, let's get this band up in here. Let's or something some. like. Oh, I can't remember what it was, but. Oh, it was good. It's though. really weird. So she like she sees him and is like, "Oh, this music fucking sucks. Let's get some good music up in here." And goes to the jukebox. And Gold's like, "Oh, we have nothing." And David's like, "No, no, no. This is going well. Go ask her out." I don't know why he thinks this is going well. <laughs> because it's David, and according to David's rules, this is going well. She's looked at him for three seconds. 
It's going well. Uh, So Gold goes over and is like, so uh, you want to grab dinner sometime? Like, I know you're not Belle and... uh, Well, backtrack. He walks over and says, do you want to get dinner sometime? And she's like, you know I'm not this Belle you speak of all the time, right? And he's like, no, no, I know, I know. I know. You know, I just thought we could get dinner. And she's like, all right, fine. I'll go out with you. Um, because she's heard of his reputation and how people are afraid of him. Weird reason to go out with someone. So they agree to meet at Granny's at 8 p.m. You know, the hot spot on the town. I mean, the hottest spot. A diner at 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Perfect This for diner first has everything. <laughs> Chili with no beans in it. Chili? No beans. Good music up in here. Exactly. So David goes up to Gold's like, hey, congratulations, man. He's like, no, no. She needs to fall in love with me. You don't get your wish. It's not a wish, but I feel like everyone treats these like a wish whenever Gold (laughs) owes you something. Gold is actually secretly a genie. Surprise. He's Uh also the genie from Aladdin. Oh, no, of course. How did I not know that before? So Emma is reading the story book at the dock and Regina comes and sits with her. Regina's like, oh, are you reading about Henry's dad? And how long were you going to try to keep that from me? And she's still very upset about the Neil and Henry thing. Well, I believe what she actually says is, oh, are you reading up on Henry or maybe on Henry's dad? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a very pointed. Yeah. Super, super pointed. Quite frankly, uh, I'm sorry. And, and you murdered her mom. The very least you could say is, hey. By the way. I know you don't want to talk to us. But here's the dealio. Melody Bostic. Exactly. Right, I'm on easy A. I'm all over the place. You really are. It's a weird wow. mood. Indeed. But Emma says, hey, I was going to tell you, but I was a little busy trying to stop... You know, your mom from killing my family. I guess it's fair. But also, uh-huh. I just feel like uh, Regina is a monster have- of our own making. Yes. And that's absolutely. why I often feel like, you know what? Shut the fuck up. She's justified yep. because. Uh, oh, I mean, I, I know. Enchanted Forest, different story. That's her a lot of the time. Sure. I mean, sure, she gets manipulated by Cora a lot sure, sure, from sure. what we see, but and by Rumpelstiltskin from what we see. But those are her actions. Those David and Snow White fairly blameless right? in the Enchanted Forest. Fairly. Mm-hmm. Fine. You can you can take that. that that's her. But like Everything, everything that happens in Storybrooke, I'm always like, Mm-mm. you know what? If you would just like treat this person who is trying, and at one point you did have some kind of warmth for, because it's not mm-hmm. like, and it it's not like she's not trying, and it's not like it's coming out of nowhere. She was no. warming up. They did start kind of like letting Henry hang out with her a little bit, supervised, or whatever. 
if you had not treated her like shit, she wouldn't have gone running into Cora's arms. Right? And I just feel like we've I, all chosen to forget that. Right. They always act like, oh my god, it's totally Regina. And it's like, you treat her? You, you The problem is you keep bringing her in and making her feel like, oh baby, they could accept me. Maybe if yeah, I work hard enough and I try hard enough, I will gain acceptance because they're like, okay, you know what? You've been trying. Like, come, we love you. You're part of our family. You're Henry's mom. And then she makes one tiny mistake. Anything. Mm -hmm. She asks. She sneezes and doesn't say excuse me fast enough. Right. She asks if maybe Henry could spend the night with her. You know, like at her house. Not. No, and go fuck yourself. Can Henry come live with me? Can he come spend the night? And instead of saying like, hey, I don't think we're ready for that. But here's an alternate option. They're like, no, fuck you. Fuck you for asking. No or or yes and they say no and. No, fuck you. That's what they say. Yep. And then they're mad at her for being upset at them. Yeah. It's bonkers. I'm I'm angry. It's insane. I've so Regina wants to know why. <laughs> no, no, you're valid. Regina wants to know why Neil's in Storybrooke and Emma says it's it's to spend time with Henry. Regina does not buy it and Emma's like, "Hey, stop being a busybody and stop fighting about all this stuff and worry about being a better person for Henry before you lose him forever." And Regina's like, "Ah, what do you mean forever?" And Emma's like, "I just mean you know, in general, it's fine. No ultimatum here. Uh, Nothing, but nothing's Regina, happening. Regina does not trust that and tells Emma that she'll find out what she's hiding. So that's good. Gold and Lacey are on their Gold and Lacey are on their date at the diner. There's dim lighting. Apparently it's the hot dinner spot. Well, yeah, now it's and- after, you know, I don't know, 7 p.m. So Granny has dimmed the lights. It's so true. it's the hot day. Mostly because she wants people to leave. She's tired. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I have think been here lighting. since 6.30 in the morning. You need to go. Yep. And Gold like fumbles with his menu. And she's like, are you nervous? And he's like, no, I'm not nervous. He said nervously. And Granny comes over and is like, wow, look at you. Did you raid Ruby's closet? Yeah. You know, just had to come get a little slut-shaming of her granddaughter in and, like... As a treat. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. You know, did you raid the back of Ruby's closet? And Gold's like, ha-ha, anyway, we'll have two burgers and iced tea. And Lacey's like, actually, I'm gonna have chicken parm and a glass of wine. Actually, better just bring the bottle. (laughs) Yeah, make it the bottle. (laughs) Which is... How I aspire to live my life. Icon behavior. Uh-huh. Goes on to say, I've never really liked burgers. And if you recall, there was one scene once where she goes, have you ever had a hamburger? And that became her identity. Like, as a fandom, <laughs> we were all like, burgers and iced tea. Because yeah. she freaks out to Ruby and she was like, I never knew you could have it iced. Bitch! <laughs> yes, you did! That wasn't where I expected that tirade to go. 
Like I was on board for the tirade, but I w- that just wasn't the one where I was expecting it to end up. <laughs> <laughs> I just wasn't expecting to yeah. end up at ISD. <laughs> so yeah, she orders her bottle of wine and is like, "Oh, sure, please, or- Gold, like order whatever you want, please." And they talk a bit more about Gold's reputation and what people say about him. Lacey says that she's heard. He's the most powerful man in town because he's ruthlessly sought out power. And she's heard that people get hurt if they make him mad. And Gold's like, no, no, no. That's not true. And he said, like a liar. The wine arrives. Like a liar. The wine arrives and he goes to pour the glass. Very gentlemanly, very kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also she's like, fuck the patriarchy and that I would like more than that. And, and takes the bottle and pours herself even more. I mean, number one, icon behavior. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Icon behavior. Number two, it is insane because she does fill it to the point where, like, you can't pick it up. Which is why it feels like a point of, like, you don't tell me how much I want, I tell me how much I want. Oh, absolutely. It's just, it's, I'm like, but now now you're going to have to lap it like a cat. Now your wine has to get lapped <laughs> Like a mutant up. cat. Yeah, like a mutant now cat. She's the, now she's the <laughs> she mutant cat. She is the mutant cat. <laughs> Writing that down for an episode title. <laughs> Lacey the mutant cat. Maybe the mutant cats were the Lacey's we met along the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Gold says that people want to see the worst in him, but he wants her to see the good. And Lacey doesn't get why people are afraid because he doesn't. She doesn't think he'd be able to hurt anyone. And Lacey says you can't tell what a person is like until you see what's in their heart. And this makes Gold, like, spill his seal over her because that's something Belle said once, I think, in the previous time. scene. When they were talking about the thief. thief. I could not tell you things Riley said earlier today, let alone 12 years ago. ago. (laughs) Yeah, no. I, baffling to me, whenever that trope comes up where someone recalls one thing someone said years ago, once... Oh, yeah, no, he's gone full, like, this one, he's gone full law and order, like, box mover, being, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I know, I remember her, I saw her last Monday at 3.24 p.m. She looked happy. Yeah, wearing a green shirt. With a butterfly on it. Exactly. monarch. It was going to lay eggs. <laughs> it's time for their migration. <laughs> so that's gold right now. And he apologizes for spilling tea. And she's like, no, it's fine. This will be clean super quick. I'll be right back. And she goes <laughs> to clean up after the spill. In the Enchanted Forest, Belle and Rumple search for the thief in Rumple's carriage. And he's having trouble tracking because of how thick the forest is. Weird that that's never been an issue before and never will be again. <laughs> yep, but apparently today. issues, what are you going to do? He's nervous. But he refuses to go back because what will people think if he lets someone who stole from him escape? And Belle says, they think there's a man behind the beast. And Rumpel's like, yeah, there isn't one. Yeah, sorry. There isn't one. I, there you, fucking you isn't. You keep saying this. Just because you say and, it, don't make it true. Nope. They talk some more about goodness and the goodness hiding in Rumple and why he let her live after she freed the thief. 
And Belle thinks that there is good deep down in him and Rumpel just disagrees because Rumpel is correct. He's correct. I don't know what to tell you. I Yeah, he he's just right. I'm going to put a pin in this conversation for later. That's reasonable. They get out of the carriage and they meet the sheriff of Nottingham and Nottingham, that's just what I call him now. Yeah. Claims to know who the thief is and he offers Rumpel the thief's location in exchange for a night with the winch and pointing over at Belle and Belle and Rumpel kind of looks over and is like, ah, she's not for sale and refuses any further bargaining. And the sheriff's like, no, come on. Like you can, you. I only need an hour. All he, all he need is an hour. It'll be 20 really minutes. Quick. Um, 20 minutes. 10 minutes. <laughs> Five. Real quick. <laughs> and when the sheriff won't stop, Rumpelstiltskin magics his tongue out of his mouth and offers a new deal. His tongue back for his knowledge about the thief. Fair enough. Sure. Turns out the sheriff had has been chasing him and the woman he loves for ages. Because Robin stole his wife or his love or it, it's a little dicey i don't really know yeah but i mean happened. it's it, it, it's nodding him we don't know if there were we any don't know the lore in this version we it's don't robin know if there hood. were They're... reciprocated feelings or anything right the thief was robin hood shocker wow Surprise. wow uh, mm-hmm Back in Storybrooke, Granny brings up the food and Gold is just sitting there all alone. He's like, I should go check on Lacey. Um, but Lacey has taken a few notes from one Henry Mills and is gone. She got the fuck out of there. She wasted yeah. no time. So he goes out you the bathroom to go look yeah. for her. Yeah, just you just never let anybody go to the bathroom on this show alone. They will no, run. Just don't. Just they don't. They will run. In the Enchanted Forest, Belle... Burns Rumpel burns. Bell burns Rumpel, not the hill. Oh, that's that that, that's going to be a typo. Typo. <laughs> bags, I bet. Okay, yeah. back in the Enchanted Forest, Bell begs Rumpel to not kill Robin Hood, but he's like, "No, I'm fucking gonna." Too bad. They're watching him from afar, and and Bell sees that he's waiting for someone, and it's a wagon with a very sick woman in it, and Rumpel's like, "Oh, this must be the woman he stole from the sheriff," and they're both just kind of watching this happen and robin hood uses the wand to heal the woman before she dies and Belle's like see i told you you he had good intentions and so rumple's like mm, into the dirt with you buries her <laughs> up to like her tits like basically like, tit deep into her. <laughs> don't like, hey, care i want i want you to have a good view for this arguably it's a worse view than what she had Correct. Also, don't you just hate when you're tit deep in dirt. (laughs) He wants her to watch him kill Robin Hood. And she pleads with him to not do it. And then he realizes, because she stands up, this sick woman, and she's pregnant. And Belle's like, you wouldn't kill a pregnant woman, would you? You wouldn't leave a child without a father. And that word, father, and, you know, leaving a child, that little sentiment strikes a chord. So Rumple pauses and shoots, but the arrow hits the carriage instead and not Robin Hood, giving Robin Hood and the woman a chance to ride off and escape. Belle then asks what happened, and he says that he missed, and he helps her out of the dirt, so she's no longer tits deep in dirt. Thank God. And she 
is smug because she knows that the bow never misses its target. And she says so. And Rumple says the magic simply wore off. And then Belle gives him a big old hug for sparing Robin Hood. Because, you know, what a what a guy. What a guy. What a guy. He didn't even commit a murder. No. Wow. So romantic. Uh-huh. So romantic. In Storybrooke, <laughs> Gold finds Lacey making out with a dude whose name is Keith. This is maybe one of the town. steamiest makeouts we've seen. Oh, yeah. He's very upset and rips him apart and is yelling at him to leave. And he asks if Lacey's okay and then starts putting it together and realizes, oh, no, she wanted to leave and wanted to kiss this guy. And he's like, but I thought the date was going well. And she was like, no, it no, wasn't. it wasn't. <laughs> it was not going well at all. I only went out with you to be nice. And Gold says he thought she liked the nice part of him. And Lacey was like, no, no, you're thinking of Belle again. I'm not Belle. Belle might have loved that part of you, but that's not me. I'm not into it. Not my jam. David and Mary Margaret drop off the dwarves and Tiny at Granny's and they drive away. Regina is watching all of this and gets out of her car and touches the ground. Apparently, she now has a tracking spell that lights up the tire tracks that she can just easily follow to wherever they end up. Sure. Why not? She's never done this before. She never will again. Great. Nope. So she, you know, the tracks stop and she kind of looks, then breaks the invisibility spell and finds the magic bean fields. Oh, no. Terrible. Dun, dun, dun. Outside of our new favorite bar, the rabbit hole, Keith, who's also the sheriff of Nottingham. I feel like I didn't mention that before, but this is him. Surprise. Woo! Yeah. Keith tries to apologize to Gold, like, hey, I didn't know you were together. And Gold's like, yeah, we're not. And Keith keeps going and asks if they're on good terms. And Gold says, you know, I tried to be on my best behavior, but there's no point. And he pulls out Keith's tongue and starts to beat him with his cane. Sure. Also, so number one, uh-huh. Keith, my man. Yeah. Nottingham, my man. My guy. Walk up and apologize, sure. Be like, hey, uh-huh. hey, scary dude I know is scary. I'm yep. sorry, I didn't realize you were together. My bad. That part of the conversation I get. Yep. Okay. When he go makes any response and does not seem to be interested in pursuing the conversation, your move is to walk, walk the away. fuck away. Uh huh. You do leave. You not. Said, I'm sorry. You stop. Right. You don't go. Okay. So like, are you on good terms? Or like, do you want to like sit What's down happening? and chat about it? No, you don't. You get the fuck out of there, my dude. Yeah. Or this happens. Yeah. Uh, Back in the Enchanted Forest now, Belle and Rumple have arrived back at the Dark Castle, and she says he won't need the bow anymore, but Rumple says it might come in handy, so he's going to keep it. We do use it later. I forget why exactly. But yeah, it but we do use later. it. And before Belle goes to bed, Rumple's like, I have something to show you. 
Surprisingly enough, it is not his dick. But there's a full ass library, a, a dusty, gross library. By the way, not cute, yeah. not pretty. This is not your 1991 library. No, it's not cute. No, and he even tells Bill, like, calm the fuck down. It's just another room for you to clean. And she's, did you do this for me? He's, no. And he says, it's going to take me years to read all of these. And he's like, then I hope you're faster at cleaning than reading. Which <laughs> is wild. <laughs> wild. Insane man. And Belle is so touched by this and says that he's a better man than she thought he was. <sighs> yes, he didn't murder a pregnant woman. Or or the baby daddy. Uh-huh. So I'm in so story <laughs> Anyhow, in Storybrooke, Lacey finds Gold beating Keith to death with his cane. And she says, you really are as dark as people say. And she's into it. She's into this. She's like looking him up and down like, oh shit. No shit this hot. Why are your clothes still on? <laughs> yeah, like take them off, dude. And he says... Even darker than people say. And she kind of leans back and watches him yeah. beat this man to death. She's like, get out that articulated snake. <laughs> Good call that. <laughs> Thank you. So she's undeniably aroused by this activity. There is no other explanation for this behavior. No. She's just oh, into it. Goes, uh-huh. Neil goes back to Mary Margaret's with Henry asleep on his shoulder because they got tired from playing with swords. But actually what happens is Emma says, well, what'd you do? Like, where, like, what happened? He goes, oh, yeah, we had some bourbon. Kids, a lightweight. This loser's a fucking lightweight. <laughs> it's so good. He's like, gave him a couple bourbons. Kids a fucking lightweight. <laughs> yeah. I you loved it. robbed of Neil. We really were. I want to spend so much more time with him. I feel like I was not present enough when he was on the show the first go round. No, I feel like I and need to be his more. Lines and moments are so good. Like, from yeah. not having a good father, he understands the assignment of how to probably be a good dad and also to be very funny about it. To be incredible. like absolutely, if your child's asleep, you should be like, "Yeah, they're drunk. We had some tequila shots. I don't know yeah. what to tell you." I mean, he's a lightweight. We really got yeah. up that alcohol tolerance. Like, our kid's a nerd. Our kid's a loser. <laughs> yeah, man. Can't let him go to high school being such a nerd. God, get on that. So Emma asks if he ever thinks about going back to the Enchanted Forest, and Neil says he spent his whole life trying to forget that place because he didn't have a good childhood. And they talk about child August, and Emma just... Is like, well, I don't like that. I'm not going to get used to that. I, I sure wish the... he'd be able to warn me about yeah. who was trying to kill him. I think, if, number one, she's incredibly correct in being worried about this, that nobody else seems to care. Um, yeah. I sure wish they hadn't said, well, Henry ran into little August <laughs> at the park and, and like, they mm. seemed to get along. Like, they hit it off. They're buddies now. Isn't August, like, seven? Yeah. He's younger than Henry, for sure. I 
don't know. Poor Emma. She was going to make out with that man, and now he's a child. And, and so now he's really a played out for her son. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. Yeah, it's it's rough. Also, I'm sorry. His father, I can't think of his name right now. Marco? Uh, Marco is very old. Marco is Eventually, very old. this child will be an orphan. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Well, I'm not wrong. Like, probably before he's 18, we'll be an orphan. You know, Marco's a very, very old man. <laughs> and he's been slapped at least once. <laughs> so yeah, Emma's understandably upset that she doesn't know who was trying to kill August and no one seems to care. And Neil's like, yeah, you'll figure it out. <laughs> Helpful. So helpful, Neil. Uh-huh. Um, speaking of, Tamara drives to meet Greg at the border, and they kiss again to remind us that they're together, lest we have forgotten that this beautiful woman has fallen in love with a man with a receding hairline. Which is and not to say anything bad about him, other than, no. like, the lady is smoking. She is, she is aces. And Greg is just, like, vanilla at best. He, he, yeah, they come off very much as like that's a man who either has something she wants or money. Yep. Yep. I'm not gonna lie, because he also no. he is much older than she is. That's the important. Yeah. Part. That's where it's it becomes weird. weird. Is like yep. She's like, I would say at best in her early thirties. Like that's yeah. probably the oldest I would place her. Yeah. And, like, he's clearly, like, in his late 30s at the youngest. Like, but, okay, I think he just aged poorly because this is oh yeah, no years. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, for sure. He's just, they. I'm just saying they cast weird. Yeah. They cast like, weird he because. He should be, like, 38 at best. I guess, like, late 30s, early 40s. You should be. But then she should look older. Because also, Neil, I mean, and the, oh, we're about to hit on patriarchy stuff. Yeah. Because Neil looks about Greg's age. Oh, it's true. A little younger, but about it, Greg's age. Oh, then it gets weird about Emma being a minor. <sighs> we're back on that. I'm never off of that. I keep forgetting it. and You keep bringing it up. Because it disturbs me every time. Yeah, no, and fair. Fully fair. I'm not blaming you except for the fact that, like, you keep, get your brain keeps trying to protect you and yeah. I'm like, bitch, no. But have you considered the minor factor? Like, and Tamara feels about Emma's age. Yeah. A minor at the time. <laughs> like, too young for Neil. Too young for Greg. And that's uh -huh. all I'm going to say about that. Yep. So Greg asks if the package is cooperating and she says he won't need much convincing to help. And she opens the back of this trunk and there is Hook bagged and bagged and gowned. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> bagged and gowned. <laughs> I wish you were bagged and gowned. <laughs> Bound and gagged, rather. No, no. Now I need you to tell me. Is he like... When he's back, obviously he's bagged, so he's in a bag. But is the gown a hospital gown or is it like a ball gown? 
Oh no. I don't know. I didn't think that far into my my typo. My typo, yes. That's what it was. It was a typo. That's what it is when you misspeak out loud. Uh-huh. It's a typo. Um, that's the end of the episode. Hook's here, everybody. He's, you know, I do appreciate the answer to the fact what happened. He's been bound. Bound? Bound and gowned. Bound and bagged. At least we get that closure from last episode where it was, uh, yeah, I talked to my fiance and uh, Hook's not there. Like, obviously we know that Tamara probably saw him and was like, oh, this will work. We still don't know what Neil thinks happened, to, which is very weird to me. Uh, I still would like to know what Neil's plan was. I still want to know what his plan was. His fiance, his supposedly non-magical, non-involved fiance, calls right. and is like, hey, I need to get something out of the storage room. And he's like, mm-hmm. great. Sure. Um... There's a There's man, a man in tied up know. in my store room. Let me know if you have any issues, babe. Yeah. Like, what? what's your goal? What's, what, what are you doing? In what's, this like, what's happening? What is happening? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, well done. I finished my drink. I well chugged done. it. I love it. I love that for you. Thank you oh. for all of the accents. I loved them. Oh, you're welcome. I did that just for you. Um, so... I don't have a lot of minutia to talk about. There is just one thing I really want to sink my teeth into for a mm-hmm. minute. Let's do it. We see, we've seen a lot of Belle and Rumpelstiltskin together already in these two seasons. He has uh-huh. betrayed her and lied to her face and gone back on promises many times. Arguably yeah. an unhealthy relationship. Oh. Not like just factually an unhealthy arguably. relationship. <laughs> you say arguably as if it's an argument. No, it's an no, unhealthy relationship. Fact. This is yeah. factually. Actually, it's an like, unhealthy relationship. Yeah. yeah. Then we have Lacey, mm-hmm. who is, I guess, turned on by Gold being himself. We get more of them later, so this will come back up in later episodes. But it's fascinating to me that the healthiest depiction of these two we're going to get is with her cursed self and, and Gold just going batshit insane. Right. I would honest. absolutely agree. She's like, I'm into it. I like that you're a bad bitch. And he's like, let's fucking go. I'll lie to you. Like, I'll be, I don't have to lie to you. I will just be a shitty person and you'll be okay with that because it turns you on. Yeah. No. It's 100% the healthiest we see them in like a relationship dynamic for sure. Yeah. Because they stay together for quite some time. We see them come back. Well, okay. Quite some time. It's the next like, two episodes. But still. It is implied they have made this work and are super into it. They are upfront with each other with who. Like, right. I heard a conversation where she isn't. She, he has acknowledged she's into this. Yeah. And so he does not have to hide. No. And they did have a conversation. I mean, it was it was, was very much a subtext conversation because it's the conversation when he's beating a man half to death. Yeah. But he's basically kind of like. Hey, I I didn't want to show you this side, and she's like, "No, no, this is what I was looking." I wish you for. had. Like, I was missing this at the diner. I wish you'd like beat Granny to death when she <laughs> called me a slut, but you didn't. But you didn't, and I didn't like it when you didn't beat an old woman to death. Uh huh. So uh, that 
Yeah. Feels wrong for a couple they keep trying to shove down our throats to have and their healthiest really fiction do. be when she is a cursed version of herself that gets turned on by Gore. They are easily, I think, the most early 2010s couple of the show. Yeah. Every other couple I think we get feels more rounded. It makes at least some sort of sense. But these two make no sense to me. Bell and Gold just it's constant lying and constantly being told by the show and by the producers. She puts herself into a coma to avoid him. Yeah. Lest we forget. And like we're I think the part that bothers me is that it's not portrayed unhealthy. No. This is good for And them. it's a hundred percent like it, it it reminds me of Arya and Ezra on Pretty Little yes. Liars in that oh. it's a gross dynamic that the showrunners want you to think is the ideal. This is what you yep. should aspire to because they are continually presented as people who have problems but are ultimately drawn back together because they are fated and meant to be together. Every other person on this show... Are, is presented as, you know, I mean, like, David and Mary Margaret, for example, or Regina and Robin. I'm picking those because they are very canon couples that are... That's right. But Hook and Emma. We'll even take Hook and Emma. Yeah. Those are, like, our, our canon. This is what the show wants us to believe they are, is meant to be, right? That's where they end right. up. That's the goal. Every single one of them is presented as there are some flaws. Right. Even Hook and Emma, his flaws are not great. I don't like how he talks a lot of the time. I don't like how he treats a lot of the women on the show, especially in these early seasons. Oh, bad. But that being said, in their relationship, every one of them is pretty honest with each other. Right. Once you get past, you know... Uh, season one were cursed but like when they're actually in their relationship they're pretty honest with each other their problems come because they're facing a problem that's outside of them outside of them yeah bell and rumble are consistently having problems because rumpelstiltskin has betrayed her and she continue, continuously looks at him betraying her and goes, there's good in you. Right. This is fine. Which actually brings me to the pin that I put in that conversation earlier. Yes. I believe they fundamentally misunderstand the Beauty and the Beast story. Absolutely they do. Because, like we just were talking about, Beauty and the Beast is not what they're portraying, right? No. It is not that who could love a monster. It's not about loving a monster. That's not it. It's not about finding the good in somebody who is awful. The beast is not 
awful in like the 1991 no. film. No. He is arrogant. He's rude. He's entitled. But he does not treat people. He possesses the ability to be kind when given the opportunity. Right. And will act that way of his own volition because he sees the difference it makes for people. Right. It's right. the whole scene where he's like, I want to do something nice for her. I want to do something that'll make her happy. Like it's- A library will make her happy. That actually, I now that I'm thinking about it, I'm really mad that that's how we got the library scene. No, because it was, it. it's not, was never, she's like, oh, you did this for me. And he's like, I literally fucking didn't. I mean, and it's not that like, I mind, would mind if he were like, she, no, it's just another room to clean. Like, but it was after the fact that she was like, you didn't murder someone. So there is good in you. Right. I'm sorry. At no point. In the 1991 film, was I concerned that the Beast was going to murder a man? No. He didn't skin a man alive, or want to skin a man alive. He had some awful table manners, and he didn't talk to people very nicely. No. He never told Belle to maybe muffle her tears with a pillow to make his life easier. Right. He he yelled. And had some great... temper issue, but some he temper brought issues. it in when she said, fucking stop. He was yeah. like, oh shit, I guess. I should probably change because if I want to make her happy and make her feel comfortable, she doesn't like when I do that. So I need to change that about myself. And he did, is the thing. Mm-hmm. We don't ever see Rumple do something for Belle no. and change something about himself for Belle no. ever. The fact that he didn't kill Robin had nothing to do with her. It was his own guilt about abandoning Bay. Right. It was not for Belle's sake. It was nope. his own guilt of it was selfishly for, he didn't want further guilt for himself. It was not for her. No. Absolutely was not for her. If, and again, there would have been a, it would have been a different scene if she was like, I will never forgive you if you do this. Yeah. I, it, you really are a monster if you do this. End of story. She keeps saying, I know there's good in you. How, what about his anything has told you that? Right. Especially in this episode. In this episode, she says, I know there is good in you. And it's like, okay, objectively, objectively. In the last couple days, here's what we've seen. You got abdu- you you came to this castle. He didn't let you say goodbye right. to your father. You cried. That upset you, so you cried. So he was like, fucking muffle your tears with this pillow. Great. Okay. Somehow that- Clean my leaves- bloody apron. Right. Oh, there's a thief. I need to go skin this man alive. Um, I have soaked through my apron with his blood. You need to go clean that and bring me another one so I can continue soaking my apron through with this man's with blood. Mm-hmm. Oh, you let him escape? Now you're going to come with me and watch as I kill him. Right. As a punishment. There I'm is... make you watch. Nothing. A, giving someone a pillow is not a kindness. It's no. just not. 
That's not being kind. No. It, it's not. And so I just, I, they fundamentally misunderstand why people enjoy Beauty and the Beast. Because yeah. somehow somebody got in their brains that what people like about Beauty and the Beast is that the Beast gets to yell at Belle a lot and she loves him anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not the story. The story is the Beast gets to yell at Belle a lot and she says, hey, fucking don't. And he goes, oh my god, I'm sorry. And that's why people like it is because it's somebody going, you know what? I'm going to change the negative, terrible parts of myself that I didn't like in the first place. Yeah. To make myself a better person who is worthy of the person I love. Correct. Correct. But and that's why this is the that's why I hate them. This is it will continue to. You guys think I I am indignant now? Wait till season five. Wait till six. Wait till she gets one gray streak of hair and then dies. She poses and dies. Yeah. Yeah. Her single streak of gray hair. loathe them. It's exhausting. It really is. And I'm offended on your behalf. I'm also offended because I loved Beauty and the Beast growing up. Oh, absolutely. And I'm offended because me being a young, naive dip fuck when I watched this show was like, wow, I love these two together. This is surely... The epitome of love is this having does someone tell you care me. about treat you like shit. And then this. you go, there's good in you. And so they do one nice thing mm-hmm. and you go, see? And it, it, I, I want to know how many of you out there are in therapy because of these two. I'll raise my hand. I mean, I, it, it, listen. It explains a lot about certain friends that you've had. Uh-huh. Uh huh, uh huh. It's telling. This was the show that I was latched onto while I was dating certain people. Uh huh. It sure. Cert- it certainly it does. So much goddamn sense. It really does. It really does. And that's why it makes sense. This was written by men and directed by men. This one absolutely because I don't think a single. I I I mean it, I don't want to say a single woman because. There would be women out here who would write this. Sure. But I don't think anybody would look, I don't think most women would look at this and go, this is something to aspire to. And I know that we're here for drama. I get, I I understand that like this is dramatic and meant to be like shocking, right? Like Belle is not supposed to like this, but Lacey does and that's shocking and, but I don't That disturbs us all for different reasons. But I don't think anybody would write the Enchanted Forest scene. I don't no. think that side of things would make sense if you were a woman who's like, hey, I don't know. I walk through the wor- world yeah. mildly terrified <laughs> all of the time. Yeah. Um, I don't know that you, I, I don't think that you would write somebody who felt like I could stand by while somebody's nearly skinned alive and then be like, but there is good mm-hmm. in you because you didn't murder him that one time. Yeah, one time he didn't kill and so that's how I know you're probably a good person. I should probably have sex with you. Right, even though your in- every intention did seem to be to murder until I intervened. Mm-hmm. But, you know, of course, we can't know what's in somebody's heart until 
No, no. We've seen Sometimes it. Sometimes you can tell what's in someone's heart when they try to skin someone. You know, I think that's really good advice to go out on this week. <laughs> I, I agree. Um, one thing I didn't mention, this means nothing to anyone but me, but um, back to Tamara and, and Greg. Mm-hmm. I just can't picture her yelling out the name Greg during <laughs> sex. Oh, Greg. <laughs> That's the true note I would like to leave this. Yeah, time. there you go. So there are your two notes for the end for the for the end of the week, uh, or for the start of your uh, week, I li- guess. Uh huh. Lists, lists. I'll um, start. Yeah, go. I have no lies. I have no curses. The only honorary bean mention is um. They're all we've seen them. There's a whole field of beans. Right. So there's. There's also some beans in the chili, but different beans. Different beans. (laughs) Different beans not in the chili, I suppose. Um, Yep. Yeah, uh, I have nothing to add to our uh, family tree, thankfully. That's nice. Unfortunately. Okay, number one. Okay, wait. Wait. No, I do have a genuine question, though. I guess, I guess I guess we'll just notate on Belle Lacey. Yeah, on, I think I, I feel like we I, talked about this in a previous episode. I feel like we determined they're still the same person. Like Mary Margaret and Snow didn't get different. Right. So yes. Okay. Just making sure. So yes. No, no, you're good. I, I'm not going to make you go Thank down God. that path. Thank God. Okay, we're not splitting Lacey and Belle into separate people. But that being said, no. I do unfortunately have to add a connection. To the sheriff of Nottingham, to Belle and Lacey. Good old Keithy, the sheriff of Nottingham slash Keith. Um, another name that feels hard to say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Keith. <laughs> I think it's just Mark like one syllable. All the Gregs and Keiths out there. <laughs> uh, as we know, you are all listening. Gregs and Keiths. <laughs> Gregs and Keith of the world. Gregs and Keiths of the world. <laughs> okay, so that brings us to the last order of business. The yeah. LVP this week's least valuable person. The part of the show in which we roast someone who shouldn't have been <laughs> here to begin with because we don't know why they're here. Exactly. We've got some rules to go along with the LVP because obviously we need some sort of guidance in picking someone keep us from just picking emma every week let's be clear that's yeah that's it especially as we move through the show and it's clear that jmo didn't want to be there anymore like we really do need to have reasons to pick people yeah so um most importantly they need to be involved in the main plot basically the mm-hmm. biggest part of the episode right um, sometimes that allows for enchanted forest shenanigans if that is a big piece of mm-hmm. the plot. We're talking A plot here. Yeah. Basically the A plot, sometimes we allow it to bleed over into the B plot yep. if the B plot is big. Yep. Um, in the episode. Like, it takes up a lot of runtime. But other than that... People need to be involved in it, which means that they can't just be there to ask questions or give exposition. They do need to, like, have active 
involvement in moving the plot forward mm-hmm. somehow yep. or are so, supposed to be helping us move the plot forward and perhaps yes. failing at that yes so this week we actually only have a few people that are eligible we have of course yeah. bell slash lazy we have rumple stiltskin mm-hmm. we have um robin hood we have robin hood and I think maybe the, Sheriff of Nottingham. Yeah, I that's think the one more kind of Regina, but kinda, also not really. She's in it so minorly. I yeah, I think I th- uh, w- Sheriff of Nottingham has more. I think with the main plot, yeah, than Regina does. Than Regina. So yeah. really, we only have Regina's four there players. just to give Lacey her curse memories, basically. Yeah, and to be mad about so the we fact that her Neil is Henry's dad. Right. Um. So let's. Eliminate. Yeah. Rumple is important. Lacey is important. Lacey is important. Sheriff of Nottingham is so minorly there. Like, I don't even need to add him to the list. I think it's like we come down to Robin Hood and the Sheriff of Nottingham, right? Like, those are the only two people we have left available to us after we've knocked out Lacey and Rumple. Um, Um, This isn't Sean McGuire. No, it's not Sean McGuire. It is Maid Marian. I don't know her. Three. I don't know Maid Marian's actress's name, but it is but that that's her the actress. One. We are coming up on season three where we're introduced to the fact that, that Tinkerbell has revealed to Regina that her soulmate is Robin Hood. We are coming up on a huge Robin Hood plot and they recast the bastard. They did recast the bastard. Um, and For the better. This be man. Yeah. No, this man is not Sean Maguire. Not my Robin Hood. Hashtag not my Robin Hood. And, okay, bear with us on this one. Robin mm-hmm. Hood is an important character in the episode. We understand that that is the where all of the pieces of tension are coming in between Belle and Rumpelstiltskin. Yep. Fine. However, with the hindsight that we have and the foresight, knowing that Robin Hood is going to be such a huge plot point, that this is going to be something that carries several seasons of the show through, the fact that the show probably did not have that in mind yet, and we're thinking this will be a throwaway thing, and we're never going to see Robin Hood again, that was just a one and done. Mm-hmm. He, by standards of this episode, is useless. We will never see him again. We are never going to hear from him again. Also... I would like to make the argument. Why does it need to be Robin Hood? It doesn't. They there is any thief, any petty thief. Right. There is no reason to get the tension between Rumpelstiltskin and Belle. It does not matter who it is. Could have been Random Joe. Yep. That's Random Cotton Eye Joe. Joe is Random. (laughs) (laughs) Random Joe and his Random Ho. Is that what you just said? You just said those words yes. to me. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm delighted. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so but yeah, see, see Robin Hood could have been Random Joe, and Marianne could have been his Random Ho. <laughs> exactly. And I would have laughed harder than I did in this episode. <laughs> I recognize we're creating a weird rule, but I, based on the the facts that Lo pointed out and the 
point of recasting your your main your Robin Hood character. Your Robin Hood. <laughs> I feel like that's the LVP. I feel confident in it. I I really do. Um, also, I I'm a full disclaimer here. This is a personal issue I have, but. We're going to need to give it to Robin Hood before Sean McGuire gets here because I can't give it to him on principle. Oh, this so. is Sean McGuire stan account. Oh, absolutely. And I cannot give him LVP. So. Every scene he's in makes me a better person. Exactly. And therefore he is not the least valuable player ever. Never. He's the most valuable in my heart. Exactly. He always so, carries the best. MVP in my heart. So, so congrats to knock off Robin Hood. It's nice you, knowing you will yeah, never see you again. You we'll are the weakest link. Goodbye. Um Sorry about yeah. it. Sorry about it, yo. Uh this was a bad time. This was a bad time. But um I have good news oh, for you. Oh, I I was going to give you oh. some good news. Well, would uh, you like to give me the good news? Have you yeah, heard the good news? Of, yeah, I have great news. We're one episode away from Neverland. Oh, that is good news. That wasn't the good news I was going to give you, but that is great news. No, that's terrible news. That is terrible news. It's deep. No, I do actually you. have really, I actually do have genuinely great news. Uh-huh. I don't trust you anymore because you're... <laughs> it, no, I, I, you can trust me. It can't only go up from here. This is rock bottom. Uh, No, Neverland is coming. This is on top of rock bottom. Yeah. We're digging the rocks. We're we're as finding we the rocks as we speak. Um, we thought we hit the bottom, but the, the ground was really just loose gravel. Yeah, we've only found the gravel. Not oh, rock no. bottom. Uh, yeah, well, that's uh, wonderful news. For, yeah. Thank you all for tuning in to this fucking mess. If you want to tell us words or anything, you Email. can find us at gmail send us send us words through yeah, email find one and once at gmail.com or Talk you just about mutant cats we're lonely <laughs> come find us on instagram we post really bad memes that d works really mediocrely at <laughs> making yes and it's, it's true delightful. i edit them on my phone which is the best way to make memes i would argue <laughs> find us there and uh we'll see you next week for episode 20 which has a title that i don't have prepared um it probably has a title it's, it <laughs> yes it probably has <laughs> yeah a title. it probably does have a title um uh, likely they've probably uh, given us a title um, um but you can go look it up <laughs> it's called the evil queen oh no that's gonna no. be a painful one <laughs> well there you have it um We'll see you then, folks. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>